Welcome. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Good morning, everyone. Thank you for joining us today for Milwaukee's philanthropic community, where we highlight people and organizations who are doing great things and making a big impact in our community, with the hope of inspiring others to want to do great things in our community as well. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations at Ellen Becker Investment Group. Today, we're going to talk about education. Education is one of EIG's core values, and it's also one of our core categories for giving. So we love to talk about education and how it impacts families. And we've also offered seminars on college readiness and supported many nonprofits who prioritize education. It's obviously a topic of conversation in many households today. In fact, many parents are looking into alternatives to public schools for their kids. They're tired of the results being produced by schools that are overcrowded, faced with an increase in violence, increase in drugs, plagued by underfunding. They're seeing the resulting impact on their kids of failing grades and a willingness by the system to simply pass along failing students to the next level. The result is students graduating from high school and being totally unprepared for the demands of college. National studies show an increase in school dropout rates and the impact this has on future earning and quality of life. And as a result, the increase in private school enrollment has continued for the past several years and the establishment of charter schools and alternative schools has also increased. The indication is an overwhelming dissatisfaction with the current public school system and more parents are looking into alternatives such as independent schools. So could this be an option for you? Our first guests today are Steve Matz, Chief Advancement Officer, and Patty Zager, Enrollment Officer from St. John's Northwestern Academies, whose mission is to educate and develop young men and women to be responsible citizens with an emphasis on servant leadership, ethical behavior, and the intrinsic value of all people. St. John's Northwestern is a community, really, whose foundational pillars include academic excellence, spiritual and character development, athletic wellness, and their signature leadership training. So welcome to the show today, Steve and Patty. Thank, Thank you for having us. You're welcome. So St. John's Northwestern Academies has been around for a long time out there in Delafield. In fact, it's one of Wisconsin's oldest high schools. Why don't you uh, tell us briefly about the history of the school? Certainly. Well, St. John's was founded in 1884 by 22-year-old Reverend Sidney Smythe. He was an Episcopal priest, uh, and for all practical purposes, he was everything to the school. He was the staff. He was the teacher. He was the chaplain. He was the janitor. He was the fundraiser. He was everything. And Sidney believed that the best way to get the most out of young people was to challenge them, and he challenged them every day to be their best. By 1890, Sidney had 100 students under his charge. For the first 75 years of the school, mostly Sidney's family helped run the school, so his, his family was involved in it. It was very much a, a, a family affair for uh, Sidney's family and the students that, that attended. St. John's carried on that way until we merged with Northwestern Military and Naval Academy in Lake Geneva in 1995, and that's where we get the Northwestern and our name from. Okay, okay. So been around a long, long time, yes, a rich history. Yeah. Well, with a school that's been around that long, I'm sure you guys have a distinguished list of alums, right? We absolutely do. 
<laughs> I love talking about our alums. Uh, so uh, folks are familiar with Wisconsin Badger basketball. Trayvon Hughes, uh, st- standout in the state. Uh, George Wilson, uh, Chicago Bears. I know we're not supposed to talk about that this side of the Cheddar Curtain. <laughs> the cheddar curtain. Uh, but he was he was the first head coach as, uh, of the Miami Dolphins as well. Uh, Dwayne Johnson, uh, another local uh, uh, basketball standout from Marquette University. And then uh, most recently, Brandon Podjemski. Uh, he's uh, the 2021 Mr. Wisconsin Basketball and Gatorade Player of the Year and will most likely be a first-round draft pick in the NBA. Um, from a business perspective, again, with the local flavor, uh, Bernie Peck, uh, the Peck family name, uh, is, uh, quite synonymous with Milwaukee. And then uh, the Gerber family, uh, believe it or not, Gerber Baby Foods, where uh, they started out at... Uh, uh, at St. John's. And then uh, last but not least, uh, Ty Warner with the Beanie Babies. So uh, politics, uh, just really quickly, uh, Curtis uh, Roosevelt, the grandfather or grandson of FDR, and then Anthony Zielinski, another local flavor uh, to the name Alderman uh, nice. from Milwaukee. So. Nice list of alums there. Absolutely. But I didn't notice you mentioned any females. <laughs> <laughs> In fact, St. John's Northwestern Academies for well over 100 years has been known as an all-boys military academy. Is that, is that the same? Well, right now, no, it's not. We we started admitting young ladies in twenty nine or twenty eighteen. Excuse me. Uh, we graduated our first female in twenty nineteen, and we have probably fifteen to twenty percent of our our students now are are young women, and they are an amazing addition to our campus. They blend in. They are both military cadets and prefect students. Uh, and prefect students, now that I mentioned that, we, in 2019, we also started another leadership track at St. John's, the Prefect Academy. So we've got the, the leadership built in with the JROTC in the Military Academy, and the Prefect Academy has their own form of self-governance and their own leadership style. Okay. Is that the primary differences, or how else do they do the academies differ? So that yeah, the difference is it can best be visualized with our uh, crests and the the, the pillars that we have uh, uh, that represent our school. So academics, athletics, and spiritual and character development are three, and those are exactly the same in both academies, in the prefect and and the uh, military academy. The fourth pillar, uh, where that's where you see the differential. Uh, military academy uses curriculum from the JROTC uh, format. And then the prefect utilizes our own brand um, that we developed um, for all grades uh, through the through the program, so six through twelve. Okay. Well, I think I don't think I'm a- alone in thinking that um, St. John's Northwestern Academy is a boarding school, but. Is it only that, or what, what options do you have with regard to that? You absolutely are not alone. St. John's, yes, is a boarding school. We are primarily a boarding school, but we also have uh, day students as well. We have got uh, three different um, levels, you could say. We've got the seven-day boarding students, five-day boarding students, and then our day students. Day students mostly from the Lake Country area, 15, 20 miles within campus. Uh, we have an amazing population at St. John's. We have 13 different countries represented, 12 to 15 different states represented. You hear Chinese, Korean, Mongolian, Brazil, or Portuguese rather, wow. on campus. So we are we are a really uh, a, a great slice of diversity out there in Delafield. That's and, right. Wow. And so you have high school students that have their cell phone, and they've got numbers for individual you know, their friends that are all across the globe. It's, right it's here fantastic. 
in our own backyard. Isn't that something? Mm -hmm. Wow, that's great. That's great. Um, Talking about your four wonderful pillars, it it brings up a piece of trivia that people might be interested in knowing. What does an academy in Delafield have to do with thwarting the spread of communism? You're going to find that out right after commercial break. We'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back. I'm your host, Jill Economo, and I'm talking with Steve Matz and Patty Zager from St. John's Northwestern Academies. I'm so impressed by your four pillars and how they build the character of your students. Um, And the listeners will hear more about that in our uh, second half of the show. Um, So much so that an alumni stepped up to exhibit that character as it relates to thwarting the spread of communism. So tell us about that, Steve. So that's quite a big task or or claim that we're making, but uh, there's a lot of validity to it. So George F. Kennan, uh, is a St. John's alum uh, from the class in 1921. He became an American diplomat living in Moscow, and he sent uh, what's studied in, in the most social studies classes uh, throughout the country, an 8,000-word telegram to President uh, Truman. It's now known as the Long Telegram, and it's one of the foundational documents that basically provided the, the, the foundation for um, our the U.S. Uh, policy in regards to containment within uh uh, Europe and uh, and the Soviet Union containing the spread of communism. So it impacted uh, the Truman Doctrine as well as the Marshall Plan. So quite an influential individual for sure. Nice and a nice claim to fame. You can just add that add that to all the other things, right? Exactly. Um, in the uh, in the previous segment, we learned about St. John's rich history and the four pillars, and you told us about some of your alumni, which were very impressive. Um, what I'm curious about and what our listeners b- might be curious about as well is why should someone consider sending their child to St. John's Northwestern Academies? That's a great question, and I think I would flip that around and say, why not St. John's? We are an um, absolutely amazing independent school. Uh, we've, uh, we're have we on a spectacular campus out in Delafield. Uh, our faculty and staff are part of the children's families because they are with us all the time. So we know these kids by name. We know something about them. Steve and I can run into kids anywhere on campus and say hi, know their first name. In fact, um, I'm known around campus as the cookie lady, and I bake oh, for the... Oh, yes. did you bring cookies for me today? <laughs> They're at the front well, desk. We, we, oh, oh, okay. <laughs> we serve cookies. cookies. I, I imagine they are. Cookies. I imagine they are. So there's always a, a group of kids in my office either eating cookies, looking for cookies, and just talking about themselves, talking about their days. So they rely on us. We, you know, we're, the, we're their parents. We're their, we're, we're their grandparents. We're there for them. And that is, I think... The main thing that sets St. John's apart from other schools is the closeness. We are there for the kids. The community and the culture, yep. for sure. I, I mean, there are other strong other strong differentials. And we talked about the diversity and where's the states and 
uh, states and the countries that our kids come from. Um, but, you know, some of the programs that we have, the cybersecurity program, which is, you know, unique to us. Um, we have a competitive drone team, which is uh, launching our curriculum in that. Um, many in the community are well aware of our pipes and drums program, uh, which is unique to us as well. Aviation, robotics, uh, we do offer engineering. We're a Project Lead the Way school multiple clubs uh, of, you know, basically a student can come in and say, hey, I have this interest and we'll build a club around it. Um, we're also, I uh, have 52 dual credit opportunities for high school and college. Uh, unique programs like our Raiders program. It's the only competitive Raider program in the state of Wisconsin. So um, this is this is on the military academy side. They go and compete in Daytona Beach and they do things like rope bridges and rappel towers and all that kind of fun fun army stuff. Uh, we have shooting sports and as, as Patty alluded to, I mean obviously our beautiful campus in Delafield um, is really a kind of a highlight and makes it a, a unique place for sure. Well, um, I'm thinking about athletics because my kids were heavily involved uh, at Arrowhead, uh, and that's one of your pillars. Do you guys comp- who do you guys compete against? So we, I, we are in the Midwest Classic Conference, um, so we do compete uh, locally here uh, with with uh, schools that are all our size as uh, our size as well. And uh, you know, I, I believe we're at thirteen uh, thirteen varsity sports. Um, so, um, and then if if there are sports that our students want to participate in that we don't offer, there is the co-op opportunity uh, offered here in the state of uh, Wisconsin. So, um, we've got a couple of students that are downhill skiers, so they may compete with uh, whether it might be Kettle Moraine, their team. Uh, because they have a much larger school population. So they do are afforded those opportunities to participate in um, unique schools or unique sports, if you will. Okay, because I I know that there are some parents out there that are uh, looking into schools um, and the possibility of scholarships for their kids. And Mm -hmm. so you want to be able to know that that they can compete and and be in that pool, you know, as as uh, being looked at for a potential scholarship. And if I could just add on that, so athletics being one of our pillars, it it is it becomes almost a requirement that you participate in some sort of uh, as, uh, athletic. Um, I don't want to say event, but athletic participation. So we offer a robust intramurals as well. Oh, okay. So if they're not, say, on the varsity or JV teams, they will have to compete throughout the year in various uh, sporting events through intramural athletics. I think that's great because it helps with uh, wellness. You know, it keeps them on the right track with regard to that. So, yeah, that's good. And there's a lot of great things to be learned uh, in in sports, I mm-hmm. think. You know, listening skills and being part of a team and you know, doing your part and, um, you know. Which is which synonymous with the St. John's Northwestern education, right? We have, the, we t- focus on the emphasis of soft skills, the the yes, yes, ma'am, uh, no, sir, thank you. Uh, you know, you walk on our campus, you're going to be greeted, uh, look you in the eye, firm handshake, all those things that are fundamental skills that may not be, you know, our society may be losing a little bit. And I yeah. think is, I know our parents very much appreciate it and see almost an immediate change uh, in their student after Mm. attending a short time at St. John's Northwestern. Nice, nice. Well, if there's a parent listening who's interested in St. John's Northwestern Academy, what are some bullet points, if you will, that that they should know? I'd say first and foremost, we are uh, 6th through 12th grade, so we we can offer middle school through through high school. Um, Our student to teacher ratio is 10 to 1, or teacher to student ratio rather is 10 to 1. So those classrooms 
are amazing in that the teachers know every student and they know what motivates them and how to teach them and how to you know how to how to bring out the most in every student uh, we also have an award-winning individualized tutorial program that was started by a former student at st john's who by the way here's just a little brag on st john's and what we do uh, this former student is now at west point and he's ranked number one academically throughout West Point. Wow. And he's the one that started our tutorial program. So oh, we quite an accomplishment, yes. Quite an accomplishment. Yeah. Uh, we we offer a very robust honors program. Uh, we offer three diploma tracks. We have the college prep, STEM honors, and humanity honors. So high school, uh, the seniors can choose which track they would like to follow for their for their diploma. We uh, we've got AP dual credits for a small school with big opportunities, I think. Absolutely. And even um, for any uh, service organization that might be listening, we have uh, a community service is ingrained in, in, our, in our population. So our students are always looking for opportunities to, to serve the community in ver- a variety of different ways. And I know a lot of uh, nonprofits have, have called us and said, hey, can you send some students our way? You know, some um, request our color guard or they'll request our pipes and drums to come and play at an event for them, something along those lines. Or someone might need, you know, some, some labor done, those types of things. So um, it's really volunteerism and teaching them the values of that um, is really uh, at, the, at the core of what we, we try to teach at the, at the school. So, um, yeah, that's, that's where we're at. Okay. Now, Share with our audience how someone can uh, learn more about the enrollment process. So let's say someone's listening and they're like, wow, this is this is an awesome opportunity. I want to check it out. Uh, where should they go? Uh, what should they uh, what, sh- what should they know about the enrollment process? Absolutely. Well, just have them give me a call. I am in the enrollment office and um, they can reach me at 262 646 7126. I'm more than happy to talk to anybody about any questions they may have, set up a, a shadow day for their student. Can the they tour? A t- come yes, out and tour? absolutely. Okay. Come out, take a tour, get to know us. Um, we're at www.sjnacademies.org. We do offer, um, and I believe it's through the, the course of the, the school, the academic year, we have um, open houses on a Correct. monthly basis. We do offer rolling enrollment, which means that they can enroll at any point in time uh, throughout the course of the year. Um, so that's a little bit of a differential than, say, may other schools may have. So um, I, we encourage people to come out to the campus, meet the folks. Um, and, and, and Patty talked a lot about that community and culture element really experience it firsthand because uh, I, I can tell you from my perspective when I came on on campus uh, for a job interview four t- or nine years ago in 2014 um, it was uh, it was took me all of five to ten minutes to, to fall in love with the place and, and be impressed with what was being uh, what was going on campus so mm-hmm. I, I would encourage people to get on campus and do that so please go and check them out. Um, thank you, Steve Matz and Patty Zagar from St. John's Northwestern Academies. Thank you for helping us understand what a great thing we have going on out there, out in Delafield. Um, thanks for sharing your excitement today. Thank you. Appreciate thank the you, opportunity. Jill. You're welcome. Well, leadership and getting involved in the community are two very important things that St. John's Northwestern teaches its students, and they want to be sure that its kids are very well-versed in it. So in our next segment, we're going to meet two St. John Northwestern students.
who embraced these things and found a way to give back and improve the lives of those in need across the globe. So stay tuned, and we'll be right back after a short commercial break. You're listening to EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. Welcome back to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community, brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations. And my next guests for the second half of the show today are Dylan Hamer and Brian Tometz from the St. John's Starfish Foundation. Welcome to the show today, guys. Thank Thank you you so much for having us. Very happy to be here. Happy to have you. So you guys really put into practice the many things that you're taught at St. John's Northwestern. So tell us about the mission of St. John's Starfish Foundation. So our mission, um, as officially stated, is the mission statement of the St. John's Starfish Foundation is to raise funds for the installation and maintenance of wells in Malawi, Africa that will supply clean water to villages and schools. And by providing access to clean water, we hope to improve the lives of those in need and preserve their human dignity. That's our official mission statement, but really our mission statement was founded a long time ago by my grandfather, um, who originally introduced the St. John Starfish Foundation to me. He originally uh, traveled to Malawi, Africa in 2019, and he runs a 501c3. 501c3, um, that really fundraises to build wells in Malawi, Africa, and after he has already accomplished his goal, he went to travel there, and he really brought this mission to me, um, where I was then able to translate it through students at St. John's, um, and what he was able to do is he was able to show me pictures, relics, and um, a lot of things from his travel down to Malawi, which really inspired me and started me to start researching and looking into the trouble problems and really the structure of Malawi African society. Mm, well, it's obvious then why you'd be passionate about the project, right? Absolutely. Um, Brian, what about you? What uh, What is it about the uh, St. John Starfish Foundation that motivates you, or why are you passionate about Absolutely. it? Absolutely. So I really think that we're, a lot of us are in situations where we're very fortunate to not have to think about things like, is the water that I'm going to be drinking the rest of the day going to be clean? Am I going to be able to go to school tomorrow morning, or will I be sent to get water for the village? And I really thought that this opportunity – was really unique in that it's something that you wouldn't be able to come across every day and that the fact that I would be able to have a direct opportunity to help these communities on the other side of the world and to help these communities that we really got to have a personal connection with through the connections we have through Dylan's grandfather. I just thought it was something that I would really be able to be assist, uh, assistful in, something that I thought I could be really passionate about and something that throughout this journey we've really learned to be selfless, be giving, and that our mission it was something that I could really tie to things that I was interested in. Mm. It's so wonderful to find young kids embracing this type of a thing because I, I don't, I've got three kids myself. They're all older than you, by the way. But I think they don't really think about going to turn on the shower. They don't, they don't question, is my water going to be clean when they drink Absolutely, it? Yeah. You know, like you said. Um, it's just things that we don't normally think about. And I've been involved in a giving project where we did wells in Africa. And it's very fulfilling because you understand what they don't have, something that we just kind of take for granted. So it's wonderful that you guys are involved. Considering that you're completely student-run, 
How, how did your foundation start then? And, and what early steps did you follow to build the Starfish Foundation? So one of the great things about attending St. John's Northwestern is that it's such a condensed and such a unique community. So whereas where if I were at a, originally, um, I lived in Illinois and there, there were public high schools there with thousands of students. And at some of these larger schools, it'd be a lot harder to bring people together and to find people that are so, or find easy access to people that would align up so much with this cause of selfless service. But with the unique condition of St. John's being for example, I just have to go right down the hallway to find someone in my dormitory, just knock on a door and say, hey, let's start something. Let's mm. go down to the mess hall. Let's go down to a lounge area. And really, that's how we got started. Um, my grandfather, as he started telling me and informing me over like Thanksgiving meals and really over calls and just starting to like learn more about the process, I thought, well, why shouldn't I try this at my own school? We already have a leadership structure in place, and I feel we already really have the layout to start something like like a club or start like an organization. Really what we decided to start was a foundation. Um, and the original start of the foundation being student run was we were built just, we had a little lounge area with a TV and all I did was I started with a Google Slides presentation. Something as simple as that. I just put together a little presentation. I decided to put some pictures, some statistics and really cut into a big thing that really inspired people was the social structure in Maui, Africa. Just for a little um, info on that is that the men, traditionally tend to work in Malawi Africa and then a lot of the women teach at the schools. Okay. And then what happens is the younger boys is they go to school, but that still leaves someone out to get the water. And that mm -hmm. tends to be the little girls. Mm -hmm. And when looking into that, that we had girls having to walk countless miles, carrying roughly five gallons of water on their back, which is the equivalent of 50 pounds. Um, and in some cases, 10 miles, sometimes over that, was shocking to me and it was certainly shocking to my classmates. So when I was able to present that idea, down, uh, especially in like that lounge area, a lot of people signed up. And originally I was hoping for like 10 to 12 and I ended up getting a plethora. I got about 30, 30 people signed up originally just to be the start of the foundation. So then that sort of selection process kind of went through and I started reaching out and see who was like really serious about it. And that's kind of how the, where the framework was set up. Mm, that's great. Uh, well, why did the Starfish Foundation choose Malawi specifically? Was it because of your, your grandfather and his experience there? You know, why not other African countries? Well, of course, many African countries have the need for water. Um, but Malawi, Africa is unique in a lot of different ways. Uh, for one, it's very well known as the warm heart of Africa, specifically because of its people. Uh, Malawi, Africa is super well known for how kind and how welcoming its people are. And that's something that my grandpa originally was introduced to while he traveled there originally. And of course, we do have connections down as well in Malawi, Africa, um, but those connections were so easily made through how kind the culture is. I was doing a little bit of research. Um, I'm very blessed to be able to actually travel, and I'll get into this a little bit later, but travel down to Malawi, Africa to check up on the wells. And one of the things I found was that it's actually considered very rude not to greet, not to address everyone whenever you walk into a room. Um, and that's just like a little bit aspect of the culture that everyone is very welcoming. Everyone wants to know everyone and it's just such a kind culture and it makes it very easy and actually not as dangerous to get down there and travel those wells. Um, I think that's important because people might, that might be a thought people have, you know, isn't it dangerous there? You know, why would mm -hmm. I put myself at risk? But I've learned too that the people are so wonderful and welcoming and feel that they are blessed even though they have far less than we do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, what inspires you guys in the foundation to keep working towards your goal while navigating a high school career at the same time? 
Well, a lot of our inspiration, um, it, uh, like I said, the people are very important, but we've had the lucky opportunity is um, we have a connection down there as well that I'll get into. Um, who, who actually, we have a phone donated down the show. He's been giving us media, pictures. Um, he's a representative basically for 501c3 Wash for Life Inc., which we're connected to. And he acts as a representative for them down in Malawi, Africa, giving us updates. Um, for example, we had a well that we were built just this January uh, in the school of Mbelekete, Africa, in the district of Dawa. It's, or the school of Mbelekete, Malawi. So that would be central Malawi or southeastern Africa. And he was able to give us pictures of the well's building, pictures of the kids using it after it was made. And that, that's really been something that's been fulfilling for us. And we also have a connection. His son, uh, Timothy Timbwe, who's just a 12-year-old kid that we've been getting pictures from and videos from. And he's learned English. Um, English is the official language of Malawi, but in many rural um, aspects of it, they speak Chichewa, which is their original language. Um, but he's, we call him the voice of Malawi, is a little nickname we've come up for him. And he is... Um, <laughs> really just he, he's learned English very well and he's he's we sung him a happy birthday um which is a really fun experience and just kind of reaching out with him has really been inspiring for us um just kind of to really put a face on the cause that means so much to us and we talked about with Stephen Patty that um uh reaching out and being uh, part of the community and finding ways that you can help is just so much a part of your curriculum. Uh, do you think that it takes away from, you know, the the hard work that you guys have to put in to maintain good grades and, you know, have a good academic performance? I would say that being involved in the Starfish Foundation, it, I don't. I wouldn't say it takes away from it. If anything, I might say it helps because being able to be a part of something like this. It really keeps you motivated. It really keeps you purposeful. I'll, I'd like to add on to the little bit of that previous question, which what kind of keeps us motivated. Mm -hmm. After we had finished uh, the construction of that first well in the community of Mbelekete, Malawi, Africa, seeing the videos of them uh, pumping the well and the water coming out and seeing the rejoice of the community and how happy everyone was, that really gave us a good sense of purpose and a good sense that, you know, this is just the beginning. We can really pursue on and build off of this. And with that, that kind of gives you a sense of work. Like, let's get to work. We, we have some work to do. Let's, let's get after it. Yeah. And I really think that St. John's Starfish Foundation helps out with that. And th through what St. John's teaches us with structure, discipline, and self-management, we're able to manage any tasks or responsibilities that we might have to tackle with the Starfish Foundation, as well as our leadership positions and academics as well. All right. How old are you guys? So I'm 17. I actually just turned 18. Oh, my goodness. And, Brian, you're headed to? Yes, I'm, I'm headed to the United States Military Academy at West Point next year. Wow. Well, you boys are really something. I mean, congratulations. I'm sure your Thank parents you. are very proud you. of your accomplishments and your great representatives of not only the Starfish Foundation but also St. John's Northwestern Academy. I think you guys really have are spot on with how to make a difference, which is what this show is is all about. Um, the reason why we do this show is to give organizations a platform to get their message out to the community. And I think the Starfish Foundation is a great example of one of those organic grassroots efforts that's so deserving of this opportunity. So I'm so glad you guys are here today. Um, what other efforts have they made so far to spread their message? Well, you'll find out more after a commercial break. So stay tuned and we'll be right back. Thanks for tuning in. This is EIG, Milwaukee's philanthropic community, with your host, Jill Economo, on News Talk 1130 WISN. 
Welcome back to Milwaukee's philanthropic community brought to you by Ellen Becker Investment Group. I'm your host, Jill Economo, Director of Community Relations. And I'm talking in our last segment today with Dylan Hamer and Brian Tometz from the St. John's Starfish Foundation. So besides being a part of this interview on Milwaukee's philanthropic community that will inform our local community of the great work that you're doing, what other efforts have you guys made so far to spread your message? So recently we've applied ourselves a lot to the St. John's Northwestern community in terms of parents groups, alumni foundations, the current students, trying to get our name out there, trying to get our mission out there, and being able to get exposed to a community that we know would be able to donate to such a cause. Furthermore, we have a lot of contacts on social medias and online platforms. For instance, we have a very big platform on Instagram as well as on our website, which can be found on Google. Through those networking sites, we are able to get our message out there and be able to present ourselves as what our mission is, as well as some photos, some videos of what we've been able to do. We've also had a good opportunity to host some social events. Just recently, we were at a baseball game and we're gonna continue to be involved in events throughout the year. And so if people want information about the events, where should they go? Absolutely, so we have all of our information posted on our website. Simply, if you look up St. John's Starfish Foundation on Google, we're gonna be the first one that shows up. Our, the specific name of our website is starfishfoundation.co. Same thing if you look up St. John's Starfish Foundation on Instagram, we're gonna be the first one that pops up on there as well. Okay, all right, wonderful. Well, talk to us about your future goals. Absolutely, so first, the goal that I'll talk about is that we wanna be able to build a system with the St. John's Starfish Foundation that keeps going for years and years to come. I'm currently a senior and I'll be graduating in just a few weeks coming up, which is pretty crazy. Yay, congratulations. Yes. Thank you, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then within a year from now, Dylan is over here. He's gonna be a senior getting ready for graduation. And we really wanna be able to see the Starfish Foundation continuing. So we really wanna be able to build a system of students and cadets that are continuing to get involved, continuing to be passionate about this, and coming to try out for positions in the St. John Starfish Foundation and showing interest in it so that hopefully one day we can come back from our universities, come to visit St. John's Northwestern and see the progress that the Starfish Foundation has made, all the other wells that it's been able to do. So we really wanna be able to build that system that it's continuous, that it'll keep on being able to help people prosperity for decades, years to come, hopefully. Mm, that's a great goal. And you've got steps in place to help you accomplish those. Um, I'm curious what makes the Starfish Foundation unique to other African water preserve focused organizations? Because again, I've been involved in one that's doing great work. You guys are all doing great work. There's, there's the need is out there. There's no competition here, but what would you may, say makes Starfish Foundation unique? Well, realistically, yes, we, we actually realize there is um, a lot of water, many water preserve organizations out there, which in hindsight really is a good thing. Absolutely, um, yeah. But we, we find that we're very unique in the sense that, one, we were started completely student-run, so that means that we're doing this solely off our own motivation of selflessness, which has been something that's really, really, like, propelled us um, as well in the sense that 100% of our funds go to well, so not 1% of our funds is taken off, meaning that that we are really not for profit. We're working just solely for the goal of selflessness and for really achieving as much as we can. Um, we find as our limit, we don't set a specific number or a specific amount of wells because when it comes to the gift of giving, we just want to give as much as possible. 
Uh, and the idea that we can create a system that can continue to be giving off a unique, st completely student-run organization is something that both gives back to the students because the students at St. John's are able to experience a diverse, completely diverse experience um, and really feel that feeling of giving. And then, of course, those students um, in in Belakete or in Africa, and Malawi, Africa specifically, that are able to experience the gift of that water so they're able to receive education at a proper level and really just that, that giving relationship back and forth is something that I think really makes us unique and especially the importance of students giving to students mm. is really just what provides such a positive benefit. Yeah, that peer-to-peer -peer aspect is really, uh, really great. I'm, I'm curious, uh, in terms of checks and balance, how can you be sure that these wells are really being built and are properly run? So originally, um, our checks for the wells, well, when coming into maintenance, there are many different ways to look at it. Um, one being for us, so we know, um, a lot of it does come through originally through media. Um, so when coming through videos, coming through pictures, actual documentation of the wells being sent forward um, from the specific schools, when the schools do apply for a well, uh, they send forward documentation requests uh, coming from the head, for, for our example, in Belakete, the head principal or the head dean of the school sent forward an application for the request of the well. And then as this well is built, we are sent media, sent videos of the well's construction, of the workers who are working through it, and then finally videos of its access. Um, as well, when coming to maintenance on a prolonged term, for a long-term aspect, we make sure that it's going straight to the schools rather than the villages. Um, this is just because depending on the villages in African countries, sometimes politics can be a little bit different. And considering to who actually gets the water, we make sure we give it straight to the schools so we know 100% that the water is going straight to the students and that the maintenance is being run entirely by an education system. And then finally as well, um, as I mentioned a little bit earlier, I'm blessed to be able to actually travel to Malawi, Africa this year, um, where I'm going to be going with my grandfather to the district of Dawa, central Malawi, and as well checking up, uh, seeing the capital and checking out the other schools. Um, my grandfather has actually managed to build 23 wells in total, benefiting wow, over 11,500 awesome. students. So Isn't it's going to be a lot of villages to see, but uh, I'm really excited for that aspect. And that's really how we sustain our accountability and really make sure the wells are consistently built. Wow. Well, uh, we don't have enough time to talk about everything that we want to talk about. I say many times on the show that we're here to just plant that mustard seed so people can Absolutely. get an idea. And if you're interested, you can reach out to either Brian or Dylan for more information. Absolutely. But before you guys go, any last comments that you'd like to leave with our audience today? Well, really just a, a final comment going into, I know a lot of people wonder when they hear the Starfish Foundation, why? Why is it called the Starfish Foundation? And long story short, it kind of cuts into the idea of a story, a simple story. A long story short, there was a little boy who was throwing starfish from the beach into the ocean. An old man walks up to him and asks him, why are you doing this? There's thousands of starfish, and you'll never be able to save them all. Little boy, he says, yes, but at least I made a difference to this one. An old man, he sat for a second, and then he joined him. And I find the most important part of that story is that the old man joined him. And really, that's what we're asking our view, or rather our listeners uh, to do here today. We, we really have worked so hard to establish this cause and establish this organization. And in doing so, we really just ask that you can join us on this gift of giving. And really, just as a final word, we 
there's many ways you can donate. We accept credit, we accept debit, checks, as well as GoFundMe. Um, all digital currency is accepted. And you can find us in the starfishfoundation.co website, as well as the St. John Starfish Foundation on Instagram. And really, that's just where our message stands. And thank you so much for having us. Well, you are certainly welcome. You guys are such an inspiration, and your wisdom is beyond your years, for sure. Um, thank you again to Stephen Metz and Patty Zager from St. John's Northwestern Academies and Dylan Hamer and Brian Tometz from the St. John's Starfish Foundation. Uh, thank you all for giving us an inside look at what St. John's Northwestern offers and how its students are making a difference in the world. So again, thank you for participating today. Absolutely. Our pleasure. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Happy to be here. You are welcome. If you'd like further information about what we talked about today, you can reach out directly to St. John's Northwestern Academies, and I'm sure they can direct you to the right place. If you know of a great organization doing great work in our community that you think should be a great guest on the show, you can have them reach out to me at jill at ellenbecker.com, or you can call our office at 262-691-3200. I encourage you to, to tune in next Sunday morning at 10 to Milwaukee's Philanthropic Community to learn more about the ways people and organizations are contributing to making our community a great place to work and play and to see how people here in our local community are making a difference around the world. You can tune in to News Talk 1130 on your radio, or you can go to Newstalk1130.com on your computer, or you can now listen on your cell phone via the iHeartRadio app. I also encourage you to visit our website at ellenbecker.com to listen to previously aired shows, or you can listen now on demand at Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. So if you're thinking of educational options for your kids... I think you got a really good, you got some good insight here to what a local military school can offer. You also got to hear about how some great students, Dylan and Brian, have really put into action some of the things that they've learned and how they're making an impact in the world. Hopefully they've inspired you to find a way to make a difference in your own way. How? Take some time to think about how you too can be a blessing and give a blessing. Thanks for listening today and have a great day.